Good morning. Welcome home, everybody. How's everybody doing this morning? Good, good. Well, guys, we're in some unique times right now, so, uh, you know, we've uh, been doing meet and greets a little bit differently. So if you guys can just take a quick second, turn in the sanctuary, say good morning, wave to your neighbor. And guys, let's also not forget, if we can turn around and wave to the camera, I know we've got a, a nice crew that's back in our overflow room this morning, people that are joining us on our YouTube live stream, our podcast, we want to say good morning, welcome, we're so glad that you guys were able to join us this morning. All right, we have just a couple of announcements this morning before we get into uh, worship and the word. So first off, we just want to remind you that tomorrow night, Monday night at 7 o'clock, we're going to be holding our weekly Zoom prayer meeting. So keep your eyes open. We're going to be sending out an email that has the link to that Zoom conference. And we just invite all of you to uh, jump on that conference with us, join us, join hearts with your church, and let's just celebrate. Let's, let's lift up prayer requests we have. Let's praise God for what he's been doing in our lives and in this church. So that's going to be tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. For youth, any of the youth that are out there this morning, uh, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, you guys will be having your weekly Zoom meeting. And uh, just to, let's, can we take a second and give a big shout out, just a round of applause for Matt and Amanda, our youth leaders. <laughs> guys, we just want to say thank you so much for the work that you're doing with our youth. I know that it's very impactful to them, um, especially in this time, so we appreciate that. So teens, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. All right. At this time, if we can, let's put our hands together and welcome Miss Anita. Kids, I know that uh, things have been a little bit different without having Sunday school, so we got you the next best thing. We are so excited uh, for Miss Anita to uh, come up and share her, uh, her next story with us. Thank you, Anita. Good morning. Hi, kids. We've got extra ones this morning. That light right there stops me from seeing all of you guys. But I know you're here. I've already gotten some oh, little hugs. Little hugs. Not supposed to hug. Jesus is the ruler over all things. During his ministry, he showed his power over disease, death, and demons. In this short story about a very, very big event, We'll see him on Lake Galilee, where he shows his power over nature. Jesus had been teaching crowds of people along the lake all day long. What a day it had been. Wherever he went, the crowds followed him. Jesus had taught all day, and he was tired. He needed some rest. They decided to go to the other side of the lake. Jesus and the disciples got into their boat and they pushed away from the shore. Jesus laid down and went to sleep. Imagine being in a boat on a lake when a huge storm arrives. These men, who were Jesus' disciples, have been fishermen all their lives. They have spent long days in their boats, bobbing up and down on the lake. And they've been through all kinds of weather. But this storm made him afraid. It must have been a really, really big storm. 
out on the lake, the winds were getting stronger, and the waves were getting bigger and starting to splash up on the side of the boat. Clouds came in, and it started to get dark during the day. Thunder was rumbling. Lightning began flashing in the sky, and it started to rain. The water was coming into the boat faster than they were able to bail it out. The storm gets worse. More wind, more rain, more thunder, and more waves. A large one crashes over the side of the boat. The disciples really were scared now. How could Jesus be sleeping through all of this? They woke him up and yelled through the noise, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Jesus got up and said to the wind and waves, Quiet, be still. I don't think he yelled. The wind died down. The rain stopped, lightning and thunder disappeared, and it was completely calm. Jesus asked his disciples, why are you so afraid? Don't you have faith anymore? The disciples were scared, and they asked each other, who is this? Even the winds and the waves obeyed him. We can't predict what the weather's going to be like in Nevada, let alone tell a storm to stop. The Bible tells us in Psalms 150, verse 2, Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. What does God tell us? That we are his children, and he is our father. That he is always guiding us, caring for us, keeping us safe, and giving us exactly what we need in any situation. You're back in school now, and you need to remember that God is with you. Start your day with him. Turning to God doesn't mean that we sit back, do no studying, and hope for the right answers to come. Turning to God only works when it's done with our whole heart and with total faith. He heals the sick. He controls the universe. He created the world. Imagine what could happen if we had that kind of faith. Man, can I just take a second and brag on our Sunday school teachers? Miss Anita, Miss Jane, our children's director. Thank you guys for everything that you're doing for our kids. Like I said, Miss Anita, I know my kids, they love getting the mail from you. They had a blast this week creating their stickers with the monkeys and the elephants. I keep looking for my envelope. I hope it's lost in the mail somewhere. All right, church. We're going to take just a quick second. We have a, a couple of celebrations uh, this morning. So first off, if I can ask Miss Jane to uh, come forward this morning. Uh, the first celebration that we have uh, is Mr. Josh. Uh, our worship leader, if you could come forward. Uh, Josh and his lovely wife, Beth, are celebrating their anniversary. <laughs> Beth does not like to be in the limelight. 
<laughs> we just wanted to celebrate you guys and tell you how much we appreciate you, both of you. Um, Beth works in the nursery, as many of you know, and um, coordinates that. And as I know, <laughs> that can be challenging. So um, we just really appreciate you for that. And Josh is our worship leader, and we just love you, and we appreciate you so much. And we wanted to present you a card and some flowers and tell you how much we love you and happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> you want to sing happy anniversary to them? Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary, dear Josh and Beth. Happy anniversary to you. Good job, you guys. <laughs> So how, how many years? 14 years. Congratulations, guys. Josh, Beth, thank you guys for everything that you do for our church. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Uh, your family has been such a blessing to my family over the last couple of years. And uh, we love you guys. Thank you. All right, church. You guys ready for some more fun? Some more celebration this morning? We have a brand new baby that we are going to be dedicating this morning. If I can have Pastor Carlos come forward, please, and Maurice and Elizabeth, if you guys can uh, bring Anastasia Valentine uh, to the front as well. Isn't she precious? Amen. So, uh, church, I got a little, um, the, the people brought little children to Jesus for him to, uh, to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Missed a good spot to say amen. Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, Matthew 19, 13 through 14. In presenting this child for dedication, you signify, parents, Maurice and Elizabeth, not only your faith in the Christian religion, but also your desire that she may early know and follow the will of God and may live and die a Christian and come to understanding the Lord's will and everlasting blessing. In order to attain this holy end, it will be your duty, Maurice and Elizabeth, as parents, guardians, to teach them, to teach her early the fear of the Lord, to watch over her education, that she will not be led astray, to direct her youthful mind to the Holy Scriptures and her feet to the sanctuary to restrain her from evil associates and habits, and as much as in you lies, to bring her up in the nurture of the Lord. Will you endeavor to do so by the help of God? If so, Maurice and Elizabeth's answer, I will. I will. 
Now I ask the congregation, um, and I wish, so even all those who are in the overflow room right now, all those who are watching online who can't join us today because of health uh, concerns, I ask you today, congregation, will you commit yourself as the body of Christ to support and encourage these parents, Maurice and Elizabeth, as they endeavor to fulfill their responsibilities to this child and to assist by nurturing her growth towards spiritual maturity? If so, say, we will. We will. Amen. So now, um, so normally, we don't touch and stuff, but this is, this is my niece. And so, um, if I could, could I, could I hold her for a second? Isn't she pretty? <laughs> Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray for this child. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to just pray for this young girl who doesn't uh, seem to even know what's going on right now, Lord, but the enemy does. And the enemy knows that she can grow into a wonderful, strong woman of God. And I just pray, God, your blessing upon her. Years to come, God, that you would um, already right now start preparing her for your will and, and what you have planned for her. I pray, I pray a blessing upon her. I also pray for Maurice and Elizabeth. I pray your blessing upon these parents, God. Help them, encourage them, give them strength, God, to, to make righteous decisions, Lord, uh, to be an example to their child. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in this family and what's to come. We pray your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, we have a, we have a little gift for um, uh, uh, Anastasia Valentine. Um, this was the last one. Isn't that pretty? Amen, amen. So this is for her, and then this card is also for her. When she turns 10 years old, we would ask that she open it and read it, and it's from me to her. So, okay. 10 years seems like a long time, but it goes like this. Amen? So, yeah. So anyways, here you go. This will be for tomorrow, all right? All right, God bless, guys. Amen. All right, church. Can I ask you guys to stand with me this morning, please? Who here is ready to worship? You guys can do better than that. Who here is ready to worship? Who here is ready to praise God? I know I am. Guys, God has been doing amazing things even during uh, these struggles over the last couple of months. Um, the way that he has remained faithful has been unbelievable. So let's take this time, let's bow our heads and pray before we move into our time of uh, worship and offering. Heavenly Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord. We praise you for everything that you continue to do in our church, in our lives personally, Lord. The way that you continue to show your faithfulness to us, God. And Father, this morning I ask that we come to you as cheerful givers with open hearts, Lord. This is our opportunity to be able to come and show our faithfulness to you, Lord, as we bring our tithes and offerings. Father, I just pray that you take this money that we receive today 
that you bless it, that you multiply it, that you use it in ways that we couldn't even imagine to further your kingdom and further your work here. Lord, I just pray for this time as we move into a time of worship. Lord, we just pray that you break down the barriers. You break down the walls that we've created in our lives during this past week, Lord. Let this be a time that we can just sing out at the top of our lungs to praise you, to thank you, Lord, for everything that you continue to do. Father, I just pray for our pastor this morning as he is going to be sharing your words, your message, Lord. Father, I just pray that those words are accepted with open hearts, with open ears, that they fall on fertile soil, that it makes a difference, that it makes a change in our lives, and that you use us to make a change in your kingdom, Lord. And we just pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Congratulations, Maurice. As we're in this place, can we just close our eyes for a moment of time? I don't know what you guys have been going through this week, but I can say that God is still here. And I can say that God is still a God of power and a God that can deliver and a God that can set you free. So if we could just take a deep breath. Let's remember why we're here. We're here for you, Lord. We're here for you, God. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless? In awe and wonder, the King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You lay down your life That I would be set free Oh, Jesus, I sing for All that you've done for me Aren't you thankful? the power of sin and darkness, whose love is mighty and so much stronger, the King of glory, the King above all kings, who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in awe and wonder, the King of glory, the King above all kings. Let me hear you. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. 
Sing it out. How many know that God is mighty to save? Amen. Good place to say amen right there. Salve 
Take me as you find me All my fears and failures Lord, fill my life again I give my life to follow Everything I believe in yeah. Now I surrender Yes, I surrender So this is a trivial question for you guys. Who are we called in the eyes of God? Children of God, amen. And God calls us blessed when we are saved, when we're doing the right thing in his sight. Who you say I am, God says we are beloved, that we are cherished, we are valuable. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. God loves you the same. So as we sing out this song, you remember who you are in Christ. You remember who you are in the eyes of God.
Jesus died for me. Yes, he bless your word today, Lord. We just want to take a moment and we just worship you, God. In spirit, Lord, and in truth today, nothing else is on our mind today except for you, Lord. I would ask, God, that you would speak through our pastor, that you would anoint your word, and that we would receive, Lord, with gladness and apply it to our lives, God, that we would leave this place changed and different than when we walked in. Amidst all the chaos, Lord, and the things going on around us, Lord, we surrender all to you today, God. 
May you have your way in us and in this service. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Yes, thank you for that, sister. Can we give the worship team a hand? Amen. We also want to thank all those on the worship team that couldn't make it, that um, aren't here today. Um, who's ready to get into the word this morning? Amen. Um, all those in the overflow room, I just want to say thank you for your patience and your time, uh, being patient with us as you're in the gym. Um, so we want to say thank you. And all those who are online right now watching, we want to say thank you too. Um, I just want to say, uh, Maurice and uh, Elizabeth, it was such an honor and a privilege to dedicate um, my precious niece. Um, any baby, it's always a wonderful thing, and we just want to welcome your family. And uh, can we give them a hand, folks? What an awesome, beautiful thing that was. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. One second, folks. Let me get my water. Is that okay if I get my water? Let me grab my water real quick. All right. So um, who made it last week? Who was here last week at the drive-in? Wasn't that a tremendous message? Pastor uh, Scott Lamb and uh, or, uh, Steve Scott. Um, Mike, could I have you come up? And we just want to pray for last week. We just want to give God praise and thanks for what he did. Um, I just want to say thank you again for allowing me to serve you as your pastor. It's an honor. It's a privilege. And I don't just want to keep going like, okay, what's the next? No, I want to stop right now. And I want to give God praise and thanks for what he did. So, Mike, um, as our family leader, could you please just pray for us and, and just thank God for what he did last week, please. Father God, we just thank you for the great celebration that we had last week, Lord. Father, we thank you for blessing us with a shepherd like Pastor Carlos. Somebody who loves us, who cares for his flock, who takes care of us, Lord God. But more importantly, somebody who is an example for each and every single one of us. Somebody who is leading by example, somebody who is in your will, Father God. And somebody who has vision for this church and for what it can become, for what you want it to become, Lord. Father, we just thank you for this. We thank you for the new members that we took into our church last week, people that have decided to commit home church as being their home, for new babies that are being dedicated, new life that is being brought into this church, Lord. Father, we also we want to take this time to praise you and to thank you as we've been gathering regularly every single week, lifting up prayers, lifting up praises, and Father God, I just want to thank you for your faithfulness, for the way that you have continued to move yes. in the prayers that have been lifted up to you yes. every single week, Lord God. Father, we, we praise you for your faithfulness. We thank you for revealing yourself to us, Lord. And God, I just want to invite you into this building today, Lord God. I pray for this church as we move forward. I pray for each and every single one of our leaders, everybody that is a part of our staff. Lord, I just pray your protection around them. I pray that you give each and every single one of us vision as we move forward. Uh, what an exciting time it is to be a part of this church, Lord God. And I just pray that we remain in your will, doing your work. God, what a blessing it is to be your hands and feet. And I thank you that you have called us to that, Lord God. We just thank you and pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Uh, he mentioned a couple things. Mike, um, you mentioned the prayer meeting on, on Monday nights. I want to encourage you, if, um, if uh, you want to join us, Monday nights for prayer on Zoom. Um, I know it's not the same as we're in person, but how many you know God is bigger than being in person? Um, when people come together, no matter how we do it, God is there. And so many prayers have been lifted up, and God has been answering those prayers. So if you have a need, if you have uh, something that's on your heart, and you want to pray, I would encourage you to come join us Monday nights. And then also, you mentioned the word vision twice. And this is amazing. Um, where, um, we, we want to go ahead and get the next slide, brother. Um, home is for everyone. It's where we belong. Amen. Um, there was a, a gal by the name of uh, Helen Keller who said once, and I quote, the only thing worse than being blind, you have to, she was blind, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. Let's read our scripture, Proverbs 29, 18. Today is going to be a very simple message. I'm not going to get too deep. Uh, we're not going to go, I'm not going to go too crazy on you. Um, so be encouraged this morning. Proverbs 29, 18, it reads, let's read together, church. Where there is no vision, the people perish. I believe God has given me a, a, a word that's going to help us, church, to be able to navigate through the vision that God has given us. I was thinking to myself, what do we want our church to be known for moving forward? And I thought I'd get a mic and go around and say, what would you like your church to be known for? But we don't have time this morning. But it's a question. What do we want our church to be known for? I'm here with you this morning to stir something up that our eyes cannot see right now. And no, it's not some potion, so don't relax. I'm not going to do a spell. But I'm here this morning to stir something in your heart that we can't see. Like the famous Martin Luther King said, I have a dream. Well, this morning, I have a vision. I have a vision this morning. And it's right here, church, where we want to look through God's eyes, seeing what he's seeing, hearing what he's hearing, knowing what he's knowing for the vision of our church. And I'm not talking about being able to see physically. Sight is being able to see something with your eyes open. Vision is what you can see with your eyes closed. Have you ever closed your eyes and envisioned you were somewhere else? Especially during the quarantine. Do you ever close your eyes and just wish you were like in Hawaii? Wait, no, they were in quarantine too, so 
I don't know, where were you, were you envisioning? You ever close your eyes and wonder, man, I wish I could, I was just, I was somewhere else right now. This, this heartache, this pain I'm feeling, this, I just wish I could just snap my fingers and this would just all be gone. Church, there are things that God wants to show us, God wants to show you, and nothing around us looks like what it is. There are things that God wants to do for our church. There are, God, there, are, there are things that God wants to do for our family. There are things that God wants to do for your children. There, there are things that God wants to do for our, our community. There are things that God wants to do as long as we're a people of God and we don't compromise and follow the ways of the world that God wants to do for our country. Can you believe they took out the word God in the Pledge of Allegiance? At what point, church, are we going to surrender and say, hey, well, is the word God offensive now? The moment we take God out of our country, the moment we take God out of our conversation, the moment we take God out, we're doomed. And I'm going to tell you this morning, I don't care if, it beca- if it's against the law to say the word, I will say God and you will see me go to prison because God needs to be in everything that we do. It's God. My heart ached as we have many men here who have, and women who have served our country. They've served our country. And they take the word God out of the Pledge of Allegiance. The, the enemy doesn't want us to have God in everything that we do. The enemy doesn't want us to have vision. Because when a church has vision, there's no hope. Because when a church has vision, excuse me, church, there is hope, there is future, there is purpose. And so sometimes the enemy will cause things to get blurry. Sometimes he will cause, even in my own life, my vision to become stagnant, to, to be, you know, and so that's when we have to go back to the drawing board and say, Lord, what do you want now? Because sometimes it's easy to become complacent, comfortable. There's nothing wrong with being comfortable, right? But that's not, what God, that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to continue moving forward, having vision. It's kind of like dating. For the lovebirds out there, you ever, uh, you remember when you were dating? Who here has been married over 50 years? Oh, we got one. Uh, who here has been married over 20 years? Okay. Who here has been married over 10 years? Okay. Five years? I wish I could see the overflow room right now. But you remember those days when you were dating? Everything you did for her was intentional. The late night phone calls. Um, buying things for her. You, re- you even remembered when your anniversary was. 
the six-week anniversary, you know? Everything you did was intentional. Why? You had a vision to get married, right? You had a vision to get married. You wanted to get married. So you get married, we get married, right? We get married, and then, then what? Hopefully the vision changes, but sometimes there is no revision. And that's why a lot of relationships, goals in life, businesses, stagnate and, and become stale is because there was all this vision, but then you get married and there's no revision. Sometimes the vision, like I said, can get out of focus, blurry. And that's with everything in life. And most importantly, the will of God and the calling of God that, ha that God has for our church. You can go into our history room. If you don't know, we have a history room just right behind this wall right here. And you can see everything that God has done through the years of our church. You can see God, we, we wanted a building. God gave us a building you can look at every pastor as they had a vision and a goal and we reached these dreams and these goals and these visions. And we can see everything that God has accomplished. But we don't want to be a church just to reach the vision and stop. We also want to revision. So what is our vision? Because if we stop there, we will perish. Not just spiritually, but physically. If you weren't here last week, you probably didn't get the news, but I have some awesome news for you. Our building is paid off. Amen. Our building is completely paid off. And I, yes, thank you, sister, for that arousing affirmation. I was thinking to myself, can you imagine just stopping here, saying, hey, the building's paid off, we're done. Uh, let's just have church like, no, 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 we don't, it doesn't stop there. If we don't take care of our building, it will perish. Am I the only one that thinks that our building needs to be a little updated? Thank you, sister. You know, welcoming to new families. Because as you know, we come into the church and this is what we're used to, it's what we're, it's what we're familiar with. But what, what would it be if we had a little new paint job? You know? It needs to be home for everyone. It needs to be home for everyone. Maybe I can get an amen from the overflow room. It needs to be home for everyone. Mike, if I can grab that uh, little display, please. Let, let's look at the verse again. I want, I, want, I want to look at this verse again. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Notice how it doesn't say where there is no money, the people perish. Notice how it doesn't say where there is no cosigner, the people perish. Where there is no influence, the people perish. I said it before, God can do more with the little, but he can't do anything without vision. He can do more 
with a little. I was talking to somebody the other day, I don't want to put them on the spot, but they said, man, we've never been so blessed during time of COVID. It's when we started giving our tithe and offerings. It's not much. I only make a certain amount a week, but I give what God wants me to. I honor God in my tithe and offerings, and God has been blessing us. That's no coincidence, folks. Right here is fine, brother. Thank you. All right. All right, so I'm, I'm missing the saw, and I need a volunteer. No, I'm joking. I'm just playing. Amen. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Church, I have a vision to see the lost come to this church and give their lives to Christ. I have a vision for family. My blood family. To come back to God. You might have some unsafe family members who need to give their lives to Christ. I have a vision to do midweek revivals again. You remember those? Where you go all week, everybody's tired. Where you come in and revival is just praising God, having a worship night. I have a vision to, to, to help all the Nazarene churches in the area. Our brothers and sisters, when's the last time we've gone to Gardnerville and helped them with an outreach and helped them with, with their food pantry and, and do, a, do a His Piper concert for them? Go to Sun Valley, our, our, brothers, our Nazarene brothers and sisters up there, and go help them out, and vice versa. I should have wrote maybe all these things down, but I mean, we could be here for days if I went over the, the vision. Because relationships are important. I have a vision of having worship nights, not to put on a show, but that the Holy Spirit would touch a heart of somebody who needs Jesus, somebody who's addicted to alcohol, somebody who's addicted to drugs, somebody who thinks they have their life together, but they're missing that one ingredient, and that's God. Amen. Who wants a clear vision this morning? Amen. So, I got these here. Um, I thought it fitting for the times that we're in. It seems like the enemy, this is what he wants to do. He wants to isolate people from all different parts of the world and cause division. If you're wondering, this is probably me. Some of you got it, you'll get it later. <laughs> Those are nuts, yeah. 
Skittles here represent the world of all nations, people of all colors. And it seems like right now the enemy is causing so much division between brothers and sisters who should be working together. And my worry is that it creeps into the church. But as I was praying, I told God, by your grace and mercy, the devil ain't going to get our church. And so this morning, I said, Lord, as I want to be a vessel to you and not just reach my kind of people or people who look like me or talk like me. I want to be a vessel. I want to be a church that accepts everybody and anybody. Revelation 7, 9, after I looked and, 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 and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and they were holding palm branches in their hands. All colors, all people. This morning, if you're visiting and you maybe just wanted to come into a church that was like you, you're probably in the wrong church. Because here, at, at, uh, I almost said Sparks Nazarene, here at Home Church of the Nazarene, we believe, actually, I'll go ahead and read this to you. It's out of our manual. The Church of the Nazarene reiterates its historic position of Christian compassion for people of all races. We believe that God is the creator of all people and that of one blood are all people created. We believe that each individual, regardless of race, color, gender, or creed, should have equality before law, including the right to vote, equal access to educational opportunities, to all public facilities, and to the equal opportunity according to one's ability to earn a living free from any job or economic discrimination. We urge churches everywhere to continue and strengthen programs of education to promote racial understanding and harmony. We also feel that the scriptural admiration of Hebrews 12, 14 should, should guide the actions of our people. We urge that each member of the Church of the Nazarene humbly examine his or her person, personal attitudes and actions towards others as a first step in achieving the Christian goal of full participation by all in the life of the church and the entire community. We, re, we believe that holiness of heart and life is the basis for right living. We believe that Christian charity between racial groups or gender will come when the hearts of people 
have been changed by complete submission to Jesus Christ. You must thank you, brother, by Jesus Christ. And that the essence of true Christianity consists in the loving, loving God with one's heart, soul, mind, and strength, and that one neighbors as oneself. Therefore, we renounce any form of racial and ethnic indifference, inclusion, segregation, or oppression as a grave sin against God and our fellow human beings. We lament the legacy of every form of racism throughout the world, and we seek to confront the, that legacy through repentance and reconciliation and biblical justice. We seek to repent of every behavior in which we have been overly complacent with the sin of racism, both past and present. And in confession and lament, we seek forgiveness and reconciliation. Further, we acknowledge that there is no reconciliation apart from human struggle to stand against and to overcome all personal, institutional, and structural prejudice responsible for racial and ethnic humiliation and oppression. We call upon Nazarenes everywhere to identify and seek to remove acts and structures of prejudice, to facilitate occasions for seeking forgiveness and reconciliation, and to take action toward empowering those who have been marginalized. Amen. Revelation 7, 9, one more time. After this, I looked up, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb that they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. When I think of us, church, we weren't just used to be in this pretty thing together, but we were told to go back to those who need Christ, to those who need a Savior, to those who might not have money, might not have a job, and not just giving them some food, but bringing them to the house of God and saying, we're here for you. We love you, and most importantly, we want, we want you to make heaven your home. We want you to know Jesus. Can we be a church? Can we be a vessel to reach those who aren't like us? To the rich, to the poor. I like every head bowed and every eye closed for a moment. I want to thank my pastor, Reverend Steve Scott, and uh, Pastor Todd Reniger, and pastor that I had years ago who looked into my life. Um, I, I was one that many could have probably looked over and said, that's not who we're looking for. But by God's grace, they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And this morning, I want to tell you, there's a God in heaven who sees something in you that you don't see in yourself. 
There's a God in heaven, whether you're a, a boy or a girl, God, there's a God in heaven who sees something beautiful in you that you don't see in yourself. He see, there's a plan, he has a, he has a plan for you, he has a vision, he, he, has, he has a future this morning. But this morning, he, he, he's also, he's there, and he's saying, I wanna, I wanna know you a little more, but we can't do that unless you, unless you repent of your sin. Because see, this morning, we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And we all need a savior. And this morning, I would encourage you this morning, if you don't know Jesus, and you'd like to give your life to him, he can become your savior. He can become your Lord. And he can give you that future that I'm talking about this morning, if that's you with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, and that's you, say, Pastor Carlos, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. No one's going to point you out. This is between you and God. You say, Pastor Carlos, I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. Just lift your hand right now. Even in the overflow room, God sees that hand. Even in the overflow, God sees that hand. This morning, you say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I've been playing games with God. I've been, I've been playing church. I, I, I've been, I, I've, 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 I haven't been committed this morning, it's, it, this, is, this is no judgment. This is where we can come and we say, I, I, I want to be honest. I'm, I'm, Lord, I need you that morning. This, this is you this morning. You lift your hand. I'm not going to hold out too much longer. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 If you lifted your hand, those in the overflow room, if you want to pray with me, I want you to repeat this prayer. If you'd like to repeat this prayer of salvation, and those here this morning, and those who are watching online right now, maybe God is speaking to you. Maybe, maybe God is stirring your heart to, to get, get involved into the community and to, and to serve people um, who are indifferent, who are different, and to love people who, who, who might have hurt you. Maybe this morning you need to forgive somebody. Maybe this morning you need to forgive yourself. There's a God in heaven who's ready to forgive you. Hallelujah, amen. Repeat after me, church. Say, dear Jesus, I repent of my sin. I ask you to forgive me. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Make me a new person. I do believe that you died for me and you rose on the third day. Thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If we could all stay seated, my brother's going to sing a song. You can take this time, church. You can pray right now. You can take this time to meditate on God's goodness before we dismiss. Hallelujah. Something beautiful. Something confusion he understood all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife but he made something beautiful out of my life Something beautiful, something good, something.
something good yeah something beautiful something good all my confusion he understood all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful out of my life. Amen. Church, I, I apologize for keeping you a little later. We already have people waiting. Can we all stand? Amen. Good thing it's COVID, or we'd be in here for like two more hours. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's all bow our heads. Dear Lord, thank you for this morning. We thank you for new life. We thank you for babies. We thank you for those who come this morning. I pray just a blessing upon each and every one of them. Um, as we dismiss, Lord, let this word not only be in their heart, but may, us, may we live it by your grace and your mercy. That, may we, that we may reach this world, this lost and dying world for you. Give us the strength. Encourage all those who leave this morning. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. Be blessed. See you next week.